welcome a thankful Thursday and that is today I'm really thankful for this wonderful day I have an opportunity to breathe to choose my direction I am intent on highlighting the positive and the offering of the lights that I have to give to this world to you all let's make the most of this lifetime because after all it's our life we have to be thoughtful we have to be kind be genuine and first and foremost what i want to tell you is be thankful so let's begin this wonderful episode with a wonderful thanksgiving cause it's a wonderful thoughtful thankful thursday let me drive your attention to the topic of the day. The topic of the day is, yes, we are on the verge of finishing off the drug bad transformation, the drug metabolism, and what last words can I convey to you before I really jump into the next topic. So the topic for the wonderful day is what actually affects the bad transformation of drugs or another way. What are the different factors affecting the metabolism of the drug? Let's get started. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology. And this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Now what I want to tell you is don't wonder that what gonna affect the drug biotransformation or the drug metabolism. Just pay attention and listen to me as we're gonna cover in the bullet points as we usually do because that's our strategy that makes learning and remembering everything very very easy so as i talk about the factors that really make a difference to the drug metabolism the first one i want to talk about is the age yes the age of the person is a very remarkable feature that is affecting the metabolism in that particular person. It is very, very important for the extremes of the ages to discuss this point. As I talk about the neonates, first of all, because that's the starting of the age, their reserves of the microsomal enzymes is actually very, very low. And they have low glucuronal transferase enzyme activity actually how much time it takes to attain the full functional capacity of all these things it takes around several weeks after the birth okay that makes these newborns so much susceptible to a lot of dangerous states and conditions especially when we get to know about the life-threatening cyanotic conditions that is termed as gray baby syndrome yeah you might have heard about this medical term the gray baby syndrome why it happens it happens after the administration of a drug chloramphenicol to the newborn babies now 
For the metabolism and the bad transformation of chlorophenicol, what is required is glucuronyl transferase enzyme. But as I told you already, their reserves are quite low in the newborns. They are not able to metabolize and that results in the toxicity of chlorophenicol leading to a cyanotic dangerous condition known as the grey baby syndrome. Now let's talk about the other extreme of age. Yes, the elderly people, how can we forget them? They are also on the verge of so many diseases. Now, as the age progresses, the hepatic blood flow, it starts reducing. Okay? And that leads to the reduction in the metabolism of many of the drugs that are dependent on this hepatic blood flow. Now we have discussed the details in our earlier episodes, so better refer to them. I hope you remember how the metabolism is dependent on the hepatic blood flow. Got it? You remember though? Even I remember that I discussed so much in detail. So let's quickly get to pick up the important drugs that are really dependent on the hepatic blood flow metabolism. The most prominent is the propranol and pethidine. Their rate of metabolism is truly governed by the rate of hepatic blood flow. And because that decreases, so their rate of metabolism slows down and that leads to greater chances of toxicity of these drugs. Okay? So that really affects the elderly people's health so much adversely that they are on the verge of so many toxicities. Well, that was a discussion of the extremes of ages like in the newborns and in the elderly. I don't want to talk about the middle ages. Quite, they are quite manageable. Let's turn to the another factor. The next factor or the second factor that really makes a difference to the drug biotransformation is the sex. Now, when we talk about this particular factor, there are not many evidences seen in the human beings. But yes, there are evidences that have proved that this, this particular factor makes a lot of difference to the drug metabolism. Especially when we talk about the trials or the various experiments done in various animal species. Like male rats, they sleep for short duration than as compared to the female rats when they are administered the drug called hexobarbital. Why? Because their microsomal enzyme activity is much, much higher than it is that in the females. Okay? And that is evident enough that this particular factor has a lot of difference if it is having in the species like the rat species. Definitely, it is not much seen or evident or proven in the human beings. But we should keep in mind this factor also. Next, I want to talk about the third important factor that contributes to the difference in the drug metabolism and that is species. Again, human beings proven or evident examples are not very much in vogue, so I cannot give you that. But yes, I have few other species examples like rabbits. Now rabbits, they have high atropine esterase activity in their liver and plasma. So they are metabolizing atropine faster than the human beings. That is one great example that you can really remember and that you ought to remember. Okay, there are not much many more examples and especially as far as human beings are concerned, nothing is very evident or proven. But that is one of the factors that can make a difference to drug metabolism. So that has been conveyed to you nicely. Fourth point that makes a difference to the drug metabolism is the race. Now, racial differences, they are not very, very primary factor affecting the drug metabolism. But yes, they do make a difference. 
and few examples i'm gonna give in the human beings they are people belonging to the chinese continent they have a high alcohol dehydrogenase activity and they have low aldehyde dehydrogenase activity that makes sense that if they exhibit high plasma concentrations of aldehyde after consuming alcohol because the aldehyde dehydrogenase activity or metabolizing activity is low so the concentration of the aldehyde keeps on increasing in their plasma okay now that was one of the examples to show you that racial differences do matter though not much primarily next i want to give you that is the fifth example of the factor that contributes to the affection of the drug metabolism and that is genetic variations now there are some very well proven and well evident genetic variations i'm going to talk about the few of them especially i want to talk about the atypical pseudocolin esterase it is generally inherited as autosomal recessive trait the drug that forms the substrate is a succinylcholine and the consequences are there is a prolonged apnea due to retarded metabolism of succinylcholine okay so that is the consequence that we attain due to the faulty atypical pseudocholinesterase next example very important of the genetic variation is the acetylators there are slow acetylators and there are fast acetylators now people if they have a genetic variant and they are a slow acetylator especially the substrate is isoniazid then the consequence achieved is the peripheral neuropathy and if in the same drug isoniazid the person is a rapid acetylator the consequence that we get is the hepatotoxicity so these were the two important examples and these examples are really ought to be learned so please please just mark it that these are quite important they are asked as questions so do pay a lot of attention these are really primary factors affecting the drug metabolism last i want to talk about is the faulty expression of cyp2d6 isoenzyme the drug that is metabolized is codeine and when there is faulty metabolism it leads to reduced analgesia due to codeine okay so these were some important examples that i wanted to tell you now i want to talk about another important factor and that is diet nutrition and diet they also play a very important role and generally it has been seen it has been seen in most of the cases that a protein rich diet which is rich in glycine and cysteine it is very essential to form conjugated metabolites of the drug and they are enhancing the drug metabolism while the protein poor diets or the carbohydrate rich diets they slow down the rate of drug metabolism so that is just seen in few of the experimental cases so that makes a difference when drug metabolism comes in vogue got it now next i want to talk about the drug interactions many drugs they are affecting the metabolism rate directly by inhibiting by enhancing metabolism of the other drugs they may inhibit the enzyme they may accelerate the enzyme they may stimulate the enzyme so all these factors lead to a lot of drug drug interactions and there what comes into play is the role of enzyme induction and enzyme inhibition that makes a difference to the drug metabolism 
lastly i want to talk about the various pathologies that affect the drug metabolism many pathological states like hepatitis it may be viral hepatitis it may be alcoholic hepatitis liver cirrhosis and hepatocellular carcinoma heavy metal poisoning and thyroid disorders especially i want to talk about hypothyroidism it decreases the metabolism hyperthyroidism enhances the me- metabolism so sometimes of carcinomas they all are affecting adversely the drug metabolism which is actually not wanted not desired and the person suffers really adversely it may be due to enhanced it may be due to decreased but that is not wanted and when the metabolism is not wanted as per the person's needs or desires then the person is actually suffering it is not helping out in the disease state i hope you got the whole concept that how these all factors they are making such a lot of difference and they really contribute as far as the drug metabolism is concerned and these are important factors and sometimes you get few of the typical enzymes and typical substrate drugs as questions but the one which i told you which are not really proven in human beings they are not having much of evidence and they are not the primary ones they generally or rarely they are not asked as questions but you ought to know since we are all learning as students of science got it okay that brings us to the end of the day's episode so you should be thankful to me i'm just kidding i'm really not expecting a thanks out of you i want to thank you for listening to me today also as you've been doing for most of the time and yeah with such a wonderful and jolly note i want to wrap up today's session i just want to say always be thankful for all the states in life and pray to god that people have more chances of being thankful and grateful for the wonderful blessings to count for that god has shared on all of us for all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast please visit www.isfarmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine it actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences drug information updates and my podcast updates also You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is pharmacology difficult? If you are listening for the first time, do follow and subscribe whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned to read and review on iTunes Apple podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened. Thank you.